It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you grow your e-commerce business faster and more efficiently by cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and guidance from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello, master plan world. It's a pleasure to have you out there and listening along. I'm Chloe Thomas, the creator of the e-commerce master plan. I'm an author, speaker and consultant, and I focus on e-commerce business strategy and marketing. I'd like to welcome you to the last of our 2017 e-commerce growth series sponsored by Vico, the number one inventory software. It's a series of shows to bring you lots of ideas and thoughts on how to take it to the next level in 2017. If you haven't been back and listened to, uh, to the other episodes, please do go back because there's been some great content this month. I have to give a huge thank you to our sponsor Vico for enabling this series to happen. Vico is the number one inventory software. It allows you to sell across multiple marketplaces such as eBay, Amazon, Magento, WooCommerce and Shopify. Now you can try Vico for free today by heading over to info.vico.com forward slash e-commerce dash master plan. And Vico is spelt V-E-E-Q-O. So that's V-E-E-Q-O. As the Shopify reviewer Ruffs puts it, uh, Vico has catapulted my dispatching process from unprofessional to what you would expect from a large retailer. I could go on for hours about how much time and effort Vico has saved me. Well, that's certainly some software I'd like in my e-commerce business. Anyway, last episode, we caught up with Philip of the Product Startup Podcast. So if for you, 2017's growth means creating new products, make sure you've listened to that episode. This week, we're heading over to Australia to talk pants. Uh, and for our American listeners, that's not pants in terms of trousers, that's pants in terms of uh, underwear. So let me introduce you to today's special guest. Johnny Cass is the co-founder and general manager of Stone Men, an underwear brand who make the best underwear you can get. They sell online and wholesale to stockists globally. They launched six years ago and now turn over half a million dollars per year. Hi, Johnny. Hey, Chloe, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? Very well, thank you. Thank you for having me on the um, podcast. It's great to have you here. So I've just given the listeners a really, really, really quick overview of you and your business and what you're up to. But how did it all get started for you in the world of (laughs) e-commerce? It's such an interesting question. And I kind of of thought you were going to ask me that question. And I don't know if your listeners are kind of young enough or rather I should say old enough to remember that campaign that was around years ago that said I, I liked the razor blade so much that I ended up buying the business. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. 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 And it was a little bit like me with underwear. My business partner or my current business partner now, Mark Devnam, who was also the co-founder of Stoneman, um, said, hey, I've got these really great undies. Try them on. I looked at them. I tried them on and said, oh my God, these are amazing. I love them. And before you knew it, I was investing in Stoneman. Ah, cool. So it was it was just the it was the product that brought you in. Yeah, it was it was definitely the product that brought me in. And then I mean we've been around now for six years. So at the time it was also the possibility of leverage and the possibility of getting onto the internet and uh, using that as an opportunity to sell a great product. Excellent. So did you have experience in the e-commerce sector beforehand or is this your first foray? I had absolutely no experience 
in the e-commerce um, world and this is my first foray. And for somebody who was a technophobe and still is a bit of a technophobe, um, it was a bit of a daunting experience. But got less daunting over those six years? Yeah, it definitely got less daunting. Um, you know, obviously in business, in any business, whether it's e-commerce or a regular business, there are different challenges. Um, and yes, definitely less daunting um, and way more exciting than what it has been in the past, for sure. Of course, you're, you're glad you, you took the, the dauntedness by the horns, as it were, and, um, and ignored that and got on with the e-commerce world. Yeah, absolutely. Like a, a lot of the things, um, you know, as a director of the business, as a general manager of the business, I actually don't get too heavily involved in the nitty gritty of the um, the e-commerce side of it greatly. Um, so long as I have enough knowledge and enough information to direct and manage the right people, um, that can be useful. Although, of course, it does empower me to really learn as much as possible as well. Oh, yeah. See, I always think it's good for a business to have someone who's down in the detail, but someone yep. else who's at the strategic level. And it's very, very hard to have your head in both places simultaneously. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, we're still a relatively small team. And my business partner, who in all honesty does the brunt of the business, he's the creative side. He manages the website side of things. Um, he does probably more of the detailed work and he really communicates with me more around the strategic side and giving a different perspective because we're not even in the same office. So, um, when you're a little bit removed from the business, um, you can sometimes give a little bit more of a strategic side of things. But then the challenge with that as well is I don't know all the details of the business as well. Yeah. And so you have to have that good relationship between the two of you to make sure that when one of you's got a, a blind spot to something, then you can work that out amicably. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, we, we bring different strengths to the business and he brings more of a creative side, um, whereas I tend to bring more of the business side, the financial side. And, um, yeah, there are definitely times when there are some challenges with that. Um, and as you said, good communication. Um, and we are friends. Um, he is the father to my two godchildren. So we're also friends. So, trying to separate business from a friendship um, can at times be challenging as well, but also rewarding as well. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, if you sat around on Christmas Day or a kid's birthday and you're like, I really want to tell you something about the business, but I can't, I mustn't, because this isn't the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I know what you yeah. mean. Yeah, exactly. And you kind of live and breathe it almost 24-7 or you have to have those difficult conversations that you go, all right, well, you know, we're not, it's not Mark and Johnny friends now, it's Mark and Johnny business partners. And um, you have to have those conversations and they're not always comfortable conversations to have. But, but necessary. Absolutely necessary. And uh, I think any uh, e-commerce business or any business in general requires those uh, conversations. And, you know, it, it's not my natural propensity to do that. And it's, you know, I'm more the type of guy that does 
like to be liked and the type of guy that, um, you know, doesn't always want to rock the boat. But you've got, like you said, you've got to have those conversations. Oh, so true. So you mentioned a couple of times there about the team that you've got going on. Um, yeah. How many of you are there in total? And is it are you doing pretty much everything in-house or have you outsourced to some key suppliers too? Yeah, no, we're a small team um, and then we have outsourced some different things as well. So it re- the, the core team is three people, which is myself, Mark, and then there is Mark's partner, Lenny. So Mark does the creative side. I mean, we're very lucky with Mark in the sense that he has a photographic background and our product is a very visual product. So he's able to shoot campaigns for us, shoot photography for us, um, as well as design the product. Um, So there's Mark, who's the powerhouse from the creative side. Then there's Lenny, who is more the day-to-day administration and distribution side. And she liaises with myself and our accountant from a finance side. Um, Then because we developed the product, we've also got our manufacturing partner in China. And then, yes, we do outsource um, marketing campaigns or PR campaigns. But we are still, um, I know that kind of almost sounds kind of like a big team, but at our core, we are three people. Yeah. With, with the additional bits as you need them. So I wanted to come back to um, to that creative photography side of things because it needs us, needs us quite nicely into the product because they are beautiful as well as fantastic pants. So what yeah. <laughs> do you want to tell people a little bit about the product? I love that we're talking about pants. It's like this is the perfect example of when you asked the very first question at the beginning, how did you get into the product? Did I ever in my wildest imagination think that I'd be on a podcast with you talking about pants or underpants? <laughs> um, the, the simple answer to that is no. <laughs> you know, even as you ask me that question, I'm like, oh, how did I get to here at this point in my life? Um, but it's the product. The product is such a beautiful product and um, I couldn't help but fall in love with them. And Mark, my business partner, like I said, comes from a photographic background. And, I, you know, the, one day he was out by Bondi Beach and, well, let's just say he saw someone who wasn't wearing pants and thought to himself, well, we've got to come up with some cool underwear. And he went into a department store and he didn't see any underwear that he really liked. And so before you knew it, he was creating um, the underwear and, you know, we collaborate with photographers and we put beautiful digitally printed uh, prints on our underwear. Um, but we need to be really careful because you could look at digitally printed underwear and it could be really tacky. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of style to our product. We use, we're very particular with the images that we use because we don't want to be perceived as a tacky product, but rather a luxurious, elegant and sophisticated product. And our material is beautiful cotton and there's got a lot of design that's gone into the actual product itself. And all our customers do tell us that stone men are the world's most comfortable underwear. That You can't get better than that really, can you? You can't. And I know that kind of almost sounds like a cheesy, tacky ad, but when that is what people tell us, it is what people tell us and it is just the feedback that we get. And um, your your dad in Australia, so um, you, and I mentioned you're selling to wholesalers globally, but are you also selling via retail globally, so via your website globally? Um, we are, that is the next part of our strategy. So we've been predominantly uh, doing e-commerce um, we are 
selling wholesale. And I think, and I do use the word think because it is probably one of those things that we are still a little bit undecided about. Like I do a little bit of travel. So in Australia, you see like a Victoria's Secret at the airport. And I think to myself, wow, would I love to see <laughs> a stone store at the airport? Is that di- the direction that we're heading in? Is that my ego? Is that what we really want? Yeah. And I think yeah. we will ultimately move in that direction once we branch out into more loungewear and sleepwear and move away just from pants. It does take an awfully large numbers of pairs of pants to fill a store, even a small store. Exactly. And it's a whole different business model and it's a whole different business plan. And, you know, it's out there in the, in the vision in the future. Um, but, you know, we, we may or may not necessarily go there. I have no attachment to it at this point in time. At this point in time, I just like to really get the business um, thriving and really just be happy with getting more wholesale clients at the moment, to be honest with you. Cool. And um, so what platform are you selling on at the moment? Are you on a Shopify or a Magento or something? Um, I I love that question. (laughs) Um, You know, the, the platform has been a challenge for many, many years. We've had many bespoke websites. I think we used a Joomla site for a while and we had a couple of other sites and um, that, that's been problematic in its own way. And we've just recently moved over to a Shopify site and if I can just say uh, less is more, <laughs> Shopify, <laughs> you know, keep it simple. And Shopify has been actually really great for us. So yeah, we're on Shopify right now. I love the fact you say less is more because that's one of the things I love the most about the Shopify system or the WooCommerce system, you know, those kind of lower, what are perceived as lower end platforms is that they stop you from from getting overly worried about things that you don't need to worry about at the early stages of a business as it's growing, They but they give you everything that's essential and enough oh. flexibility that once it's worth adding the plug-in or tweaking something you can do. You know, it can take you to a multi, multi, multi-million pound turnover without any hiccups at all, but it also helps you focus on the right things when you're small. Uh, Chloe, I couldn't agree with you more. And, you know, from a time point of view and a money point of view, probably one of our biggest expenses and drainers um, initially was unfortunately falling into the trap of thinking that having a bespoke website um, was something that we needed, um, you know, and then you're tied into a web developer that you've got to pay a shitload of money to. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in Australia. That's what we say. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. You've, you've got to pay a lot of money to, and then there's a delay. So the minute we moved to a Shopify site, it enabled us to take control of the site. It was simple. It was clean. And then we could just build it from there. And it's, it's just so much automation. Um, it's been fantastic, to be honest with you. Excellent. Well, anyone who's thinking, oh, wow, I need to go and get me some of that Shopify magic, um, head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Shopify to find a very special offer. Um, so... We've got into the details about the business there, Johnny, but what for you is the most awesome thing about Stone Men right now? Um, the awesome thing for Stone Men right now is um, building up our wholesale side. So our e-commerce platform is ticking along quite nicely. You know, we've got regular sort of um, people coming through to the site. We've got our regular customers 
And we are a little bit of a, a or not a seasonal is the right word, where um, our product is currently fitting into the gift market. So we have very strong retail time. So clearly Valentine's Day, Christmas period, those Easter periods, you know, those regular typical retail sales periods um, are where our sales are. And so in what we really want to try and do is move out of that gift market and come up with strategic ways of increasing our sales out of those periods and our wholesale strategy is a part of that and coming up with potential different product lines to help boost our sales in between those times. So the the wholesalers then, if there's anyone, you know, what sort of wholesalers are you listening to? Because I know we've got a lot of businesses listening to the podcast who are buying ranges to sell on their sites and, and in their in their boutique stores. So yeah. what sort of wholesalers are you looking for and in which countries? Yeah, so we ship globally. So, you know, our, our predominant territories are the USA, Australia, the UK, Canada, and then we also get other countries like Brazil as well. And, you know, we, we kind of find at the moment our store our product moves best in design-centric stores. So usually either small boutique stores or boutique stores that have got like a small chain going on where the focus is on a slightly design-focused product um, as opposed to just, let's say, just regular knick-knack type of thing. So really customers who have a good eye for design and are actually willing to impart a little bit of knowledge, a bit of money for a design-focused product. Oh, cool. And, and the um, the global side of things, you know, um, obviously been going for six years and you've got quite a lot going on globally. Was the global aim always part of what you were doing or initially was it just to sell within Australia? Um, I think, no, it's always been to be able to sell globally. I think that's definitely one of the attractions of having an e-commerce business is that you're not um, – bound and confined simply by a particular territory or a particular region. Um, and Australia is a, you know, on a global scale, we actually are a small market segment. So if you really crack the US market, then that is just a much bigger market that you could be playing in. So we definitely started in Australia to test the market, get a response. We got a fairly good response. And since then, we shipped to 48 countries um, globally at the moment. And what's been your way of getting that global expansion? Has it been about building relationships with the wholesalers? Has it been about getting PR in different countries? Has it just been about having a great product that you're lucky enough that people have found? Um, probably a couple of things. It's PR is definitely one thing. And, you know, for most people who are starting out on an e-commerce, you know, I'm sure they have great dreams, great hopes and expectations. And like most e-commerce businesses um, are probably undercapitalized. And so the big challenge for us is undercapital being undercapitalized. And for those people who are just starting out on e-commerce, being undercapitalized means you basically don't have enough cash. So... It's, um, you know, when you reach out to a new territory, it takes cash and it takes resources mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and things don't always go the way that you want them to go necessarily. So sometimes a setback 
can set you back both in time and in money. So the, the challenge there is uh, being a little bit undercapitalized, if I'm really honest with you. Yeah, it, it's often the difficulty, isn't it? It's like you, there's all these great ideas and there's these great opportunities, but actually to get into each of them costs a little bit more and sucks up a little bit more cash flow. It's a really tricky balance to get, I often think. And product expansion is the other thing as well, you know. I know you guys started off with just the men's pants. Now you're doing um, women's pants, some level of bras. And, you, you know, clearly from what you're saying, you're thinking of going into another area and opening the box of loungewear that's a whole other load of stock you have to invest cash into so it i think it's one of the most difficult things in in a growing e-commerce business is to work out where to allow the cash to reside whilst you wait for it to come back to you yeah you you totally hit the nail on the head there you know it's it's just a question of where do you allocate resources at the right time and um you know sometimes you'll go into a territory and you you know you'll allocate a certain budget to it and of course things don't go the way that you want and before you know it you're out of that territory and having to pick up the pieces and try and build build on on the mistakes that you've made in the past which is exciting to be really honest with you because there are also some some areas that do work out well for you. So, for example, we we dabbled into the U.S. market a couple of years ago, and we we were probably a little bit too premature when we jumped into that market. But you only ever learn from your mistakes. So we set up like a little distribution hub from there, um, but things weren't moving as quickly as we wanted, and so before we knew it, we'd run out of cash. But then in the UK, we kind of did a little bit better than what we were expecting. And at the end of the day, um, sometimes, I know I'm jumping around a little bit here, but oh, even no, just fine. exposure in those marketplaces builds your database, builds your list. So there are some different wins that you still end up getting in some ways. This e-commerce growth series is sponsored by Vico. Vico is the number one inventory software. Vico allows you to sell across multiple marketplaces, such as eBay, Amazon, Magento, WooCommerce and Shopify. You can try Vico for free today at info.vico.com forward slash e-commerce dash master plan. Vico is V-E-E-Q-O, so that's info.vico.com forward slash e-commerce dash master plan. And um, so if, if there's anyone out there listening, this is just before we move into the top tips round, is there any kind of couple of top tips you'd give anyone else who's got a fantastic, unique product that's, that's beautiful, that speaks, you know, once someone's got it in their hands, it speaks for itself. Or once they see the pictures, it speaks for itself. Anyone else in that position who's looking to take their business global? Have you got any kind of quick tips for them? Um, gosh, there's so many. Like, I, I think, <laughs> Where do you start? Well, the first, I'm always a big fan of just say yes and figure out how. So just, you know, you've got to bite the bullet at some point in time and actually just do it. And I would also say, you know, as much, you know, this is what I love about your podcast, uh, as much as possible, um, get mentors, get guides, get the right people around you and be willing to learn from their mistakes. I think there's an old saying that says a wise man learns from his own mistakes, a genius learns from somebody else's mistakes. <laughs> I like that. You know, and, and the quicker you can learn from your mistakes and somebody else's mistakes, and there will be mistakes, 
And I don't mean to sound negative when I talk about that. I just think that sometimes people go in full of hope and optimism and those things are great as an entrepreneur, but just embrace the mistakes and accept them as a part of the process. Some fantastic advice there. So thank you very much for that, Johnny. That was brilliant. Um, It's now time for the top tips round. And I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our businesses to the next level. So Johnny, are you ready to go for these? Let's do it, Chloe. Excellent. The book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend to them? Uh, Wow. Um, All right. At at the moment, I'm actually reading several books because that's kind of what I do. Um, But my favorite book at the minute that I think is really inspiring and aspirational is a book called Bold. And I think uh, the author is Peter Diamantis. And he just uses example upon example of like the Amazons, Elon Musk from PayPal, um, just these great entrepreneurs that all started with an idea and were able to turn an idea into a great multi-million dollar business and crowdsourcing and great resources. So the book Bold by Peter Diamantes is just an awesome book at the moment. I like that. So there's lots of, lots of examples of how people did it so you can kind of get inspiration from them. Yeah, because, you know, on the hard days, and there will be plenty of those, God, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm sounding like doom and gloom. I'm on- <laughs> you're, very, you're not coming across as doom and gloom. Well, that's good. <laughs> on, on the tough days, it, you know, it's always good just to pick up a couple of pages and remind yourself and go, wow, if these guys can do it, then surely I can do it. Oh, definitely. And they've all had plenty of hiccups themselves, haven't yeah. they, along the way, which is always yes. reassuring. Yeah. Okay, the traffic top tip. Which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? For our product, because we have such a visual product, um, for us, it's about content delivery. So for us, it's about um, Instagram. It's about our visual images that we just constantly put out there and get shared. So if we can get people to share our Instagram pics, um, I think that's like a really low-cost, effective way of using, again, leveraging your fan base, leveraging your people to share your images that doesn't cost you any money. So for us, it's all about share campaigns. And the other thing, obviously, it's really successful for us is retargeting with Facebook ads. Uh, So very much on that Facebook platform then. Yeah, just yeah, it is one of, yeah, definitely. And, and then, I mean, that's why it's a tricky question is also EDMs. So sending out email um, offers to our database is also really important for us. So EDM stands for? Uh, electronic. You know, I don't even know what it stands for. Um, is it? Do you just mean it as in your email marketing activity? Exactly. Oh, okay, cool. Because I was going, oh, what's that? <laughs> is, is that just another way to say email or is that, is that something I've, not, I've missed? Emails to your database and um yeah that, that's just communicating with your database the people who are your fans yeah excellent so your tool top tip next this might be a collaboration tool a social media plug in a phone app or just a way of working is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and or your team more efficient from day to day um i mean there are so many tools out there <laughs> And, um, you know, gosh, again, so many answers I could give to this. But I have to say one of the – it's so simple and we're actually using the tool right now. 
um, is Skype. Skype is just such an integral part of our business, whether we're talking to our manufacturer in China, whether I'm talking to my business partner because he lives in Byron Bay and I live in Sydney, um, whether we're communicating with anybody, it just saves on travel, it saves on time, it allows you to connect, it allows you to see the person. Um, so for us, Skype is a very internal, integral part of our business. Of course, there are other things, um, you know, such as, um, Google Analytics and the back end of our Shopify site because you need to measure everything. But on a day-to-day communication point of view, I know it's simplistic, but Skype is is really integral to what we do. And going back to what we were talking about earlier in terms of um, the the challenges sometimes of being business partners and coming from different angles, sometimes just getting off email, getting off the phone and being able to see each other even virtually makes a massive difference. If you can just physically see each other, you remember that you're both human beings, which sometimes yeah. is necessary. And that's exactly my point. Like, you know, we now live in a world where you can have somebody in China, somebody in India, somebody in Australia, and we spend so much time emailing when it can be just real quick and easy just to, hey, I can see you're on Skype, you got time for a two-minute conversation or let's schedule a Skype call and remind everyone that, you know, business is about people and um, it's, it's important to connect on that level. Oh, definitely. So um, the startup top tip next. If you met someone this weekend who's thinking of starting an e-commerce business, what would be your first tip for them? My first tip for them would be, oh, wow, just do it. I know that sounds so cliched. Um, would be just do it and make sure you've got a, a good mentor to guide you along the way. And I, I think one of the things that I wish somebody had told me was to remember that things usually take twice as long as you anticipate and are going to cost you twice as much as what you anticipate. And even if they sometimes don't, it's always worth assuming that they will. (laughs) Budget should always be, you should always overestimate your cost and underestimate your income. Exactly. Because then that way, thank you for finishing that, because in that way you're going to be pleasantly surprised when they come in early or less rather than disappointed because you didn't um, forecast for unforeseeable things that didn't work, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, completely. The the worst thing that happens is it comes in on your budget. And the best thing that happens is you beat your budget, which is always good news. <laughs> exactly. It's like sometimes people go in there and they, they, they underestimate things and they get disappointed and they get despondent and then they give up. And I think that sometimes because they may have potentially unrealistic expectations where if you just kind of push it out a little bit and go, oh, yeah, that's I remember that conversation that Chloe and Johnny said and they said things were going to take a little bit longer or it might just cost a little bit more. That's just a part of the process and it keeps people moving forward. Well, Master Plan World, you can find those fantastic top tips and links to everything else we've been chatting about in today's episode by going to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 87. Johnny, before we say goodbye, could you please let the listeners know where they can find your beautiful pants on the web and social media? <laughs> well, you can find my pants in my wardrobe at home. <laughs> but if you'd like to find our beautiful pants, you can go to www.stonemen.com. And um, yeah, so it's www.stonemen.com. And um, we ship globally and we also do free shipping as well for orders over, I think, $99. 
Excellent. Well, we'll add that link and links to the Instagram and Facebook we talked about earlier to the show notes. Masterplan World, you can find those at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash 87 or just go to the website, click on the podcast tab or use the search box. Johnny, thank you so much for being on the Ecommerce Masterplan podcast today and for being so generous with all your, your fantastic experience with all of us. Oh, thank you, Chloe. It was a really great pleasure to be on here. And I do mean it. Your podcast is great and wonderful. Like when um, I'm at work, sometimes I listen to it in the background or when I'm hitting the gym. And it's just, it's such a great, wonderful resource for people to have. So it really is a great pleasure and a great honor to be here with you. So thanks very much. Appreciate it. Oh, thank you so much. Really appreciate your kind words. Thank you. Johnny clearly knows his business stuff. Some great advice there about both launching and starting off on the financial and team front and how to keep a great relationship with your business partner. Plus, lots about building up your international and wholesale routes to market. We really did cover a lot today. Now, Johnny asked me to let you know that the last order dates for Valentine's Day for his store are as follows. For Australian orders, it's the 11th of February. And for the rest of the world, including the UK and USA, you've got a little bit of time to get those orders in if you're listening to this on the day it goes live, because their last order date is the 1st of February. So this is the final of the 10 episodes in our 2017 e-commerce growth series sponsored by Vico. If you've missed any of them, please do take a listen as I believe they'll really help you to grow in 2017. You can find all the info at ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast. If you've enjoyed this growth series, then please do spread the word to your e-commerce friends, Twitter, Facebook, however you want to share I don't mind, but I really want to get more people listening this year and make them helping them find this great content to help it build their businesses. If you're already a listener, which presumably are if you're listening to this, then come along and join in the conversation with other listeners and on the e-commerce masterplan world Facebook group, which you can find via ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash Facebook. We've lots of great interviews coming up for the rest of the year, including an interview with the small business legend Michael Gerber in just a few weeks' time. So make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss a thing. Have a great week and keep optimising. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com.